0: got her should be gravy it's gravy yeah.
1: gentlemen welcome to the gary and jesse talk about stuff podcast where we use technology yeah, good morning
0: we, jesse good morning gary and we use technology so well all of the time so well in fact that i didn't know uh, if a button was doing a thing jesse so, push that but what, yeah, what button boom, what it, button what Button. You know the number one that says eleven. Just push the button that it's says eleven, on. and I'm like, is it that eleven or is that eleven? Because I'm smart like that. Like number eleven. <laughs> oh, I love technology. Welcome to the
1: Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast, where we obviously talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about stuff, we talk a little bit about living water. We talk a little bit about '90s basketball. We talk a little bit about upcoming movies or what we're watching on Netflix. Most of all, we talk about Jesus Christ, like all of it somehow points back to Jesus Christ. And that's the incredible thing about all these topics. That's the incredible thing that we hope that you get introduced to. Maybe just maybe you're listening because a friend said, hey, these guys are kind of funny. Not to laugh with, but really to laugh at. Right. And we accept that. We understand that. Yep. But the hope is that as you're randomly listening, you may be introduced or maybe reintroduced to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right,
0: Jesse? Absolutely. If there's any way that you uh, get reconnected with the Lord or your faith is furthered by this, then we, uh, Gary and I, have done our job. Absolutely. So that's what we're hoping for.
1: So we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do. And as we talk about stuff, number one, we're both meh. Yeah. Like, it's a very. Monday. It's so a Monday. It's very Monday. And yeah. I wonder if it was a good idea to switch our podcast from Friday to Monday because <laughs> it seems like Friday we're like, hey, we're going to the weekend. All right. Yep. And then Monday it's like,
0: uh Well, in and that, in that kind of factors into, you know, both of us take uh, respective days off. I take Thursday off. You take Friday off. Yep. And so that's why we switched the podcast to Monday. Uh, But there's something to be said for what other pastors do, which is they take Mondays off because after Sunday you're just shot.
1: For a long time I took Monday off. And, in fact, we have done this once before, but it was the episode where we tried to record in the car and it didn't work. Um, But just a big, long discussion on Sabbath might be a good idea at some point. Yeah. Uh, But I used to take Mondays because I really felt that pastor uh just blah kind of feeling after a sunday yeah and it felt to me really good to take monday to just have a breather yep but what i was noticing was almost every monday probably three out of the four if we're gonna say month wise i have a meeting on monday night yep and to me like that's fine most of the time i can compartmentalize that and say hey you know what i'm gonna not think about it But I've been noticing over the past six months, especially COVID, whatever, I spend time on Monday either prepping for the meeting mentally or getting a handout ready or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, man, like. There goes my day off a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm in the exact same boat because when you have a meeting, and I also have meetings, I actually have a meeting uh, in some form every single Monday night. Mm-hmm. And when you have a meeting at night, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know it's not going to be a real day off. So right. I take a day off. Right. So I work all day Monday and then have a meeting at night. And so Mondays are actually typically my longest day. They go from 9 in the morning till 9, 10, 11 at night sometimes. Right, right. And, uh I found the reason that I don't take Mondays off is not just because of that meeting at night, but also there's something to be said for when you're a pastor, you get what we call, you know, the the spiritual pastor hangover, so right. to speak, on Mondays. But if you take a day off, at least for me, I find that I get more down than I would be if I was working. Oh, sure. Like it's not rest, I it's can just see that. recuperation and right. it's like meh right you know. So
1: Well and so that's the point of The discussion, right? Like, what is Sabbath? Yeah. And how long does Sabbath need to be? In fact, Sandra brought it up to me yesterday because uh, she was having a discussion with a friend, and they asked the cliche, uh, like, oh, yeah, you know, you're in Orange City, and you probably don't mow your lawn on Sunday. Yeah. And Sandra kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. And then she said, no, actually, Gary has mowed the lawn before, and he does it every once in a while. Uh Uh-huh. And the discussion became, that's relaxing for me. Yeah. Like, I really like mowing the lawn. Yeah. And so where does Sabbath happen and where does like oh i shouldn't do this because it's a man-made law kind of thing happen like right. where's the line in there what do you know about that
0: yeah that's a great that's a great question and that's that's the that's the issue right the right intersection of what is relaxation and what is work almost right. you know right um I, so I, would you
1: go out to eat on a sunday oh
0: yeah 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 absolutely the the issue that is always brought up before me is on a sabbath on sunday specifically mm-hmm. people always ask well yeah it's all well and good for you to do what you enjoy on Sunday but what if you're making other people work?
1: That's a big line. Yep. Mhm.
0: You know and and I always kind of refer back to the idea that if if they're working if that's how they have to basically afford their lifestyle. Right. Well I'm not going to fault them for that if right. you know if that's what they need to make money in order to survive. Right. So I mean, for me, I, I go for uh, the most relaxing things, not necessarily on Sunday, but on Thursday. Oh, sure, on my day off,
1: which actually works out pretty well because then like stuff is open on Thursday and that kind of thing. Exactly, exposed, right? Exactly. Well, and that even even me asking would you go out to eat on Sunday shows a miss of the point, really, too. Right? Because for you and I and pastors, Sunday isn't really a Sabbath. No, because we're putting forth effort, right? We're yeah quote-unquote working, yep. but then when it comes to a Monday, when it comes to a Thursday, when it comes to a Friday, we have the ability to just chill. Right, yeah. And I would argue that's Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some chill idea to me. Like, if your soul is resting by going out to eat, then that is Sabbath.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: If you're contemplating the goodness of God by driving i know driving windshield time is one of your big things and i think it's it's on there for me too on the list of things i like to do but if you're contemplating the goodness of god while you're driving Mm -hmm. that's sabbath right
0: Mm -hmm, absolutely if we can have time spent with the lord uh you know while we're doing something that recharges us i mean that's exactly what sabbath is supposed to be right i in my view anyway so I think the other thing we have to realize with the Sabbath is and this, I don't want to get too, too deep into the history of it, but mm-hmm. the Sabbath wasn't always on Sunday.
1: Right. That's a big point, you know? Mm-hmm. And
0: so even when we in Western civilization are going are kind of falling into the camp of, no, you need to take the Sabbath day off. Technically, it should be Saturday then.
1: Well, it, no. because that's the way it was for the Jewish people, yeah, right? And exactly. uh, Shabbat, right, mm-hmm. is that kind of where the word came from, and mm-hmm. it was the seventh day, right? Yep. And that even goes back to the Old Testament. Uh, on it, you shall not do any work, neither you nor your uh, son, manservant, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the idea would be then defining what is your Sabbath, like as an individual, connecting with God very, very well, and holding on to that practice right because if you start making a gray area in your own head like oh yeah you know it's kind of like this like this is my sabbath but i can still do a little bit of work right for instance like i was doing yeah yeah then i'm betraying the thought of sabbath right because i keep going back uh you had something to say and then i'll say this little line
0: no it, the only thing i was thinking is you know i'm 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 thinking of the the story. I think it's in Mark, and I'm just trying to look it up here. I think it's in Mark where uh, the disciples are walking through the field. Yep. And it's a Sabbath. Uh-huh. And they're hungry, so they start picking grain. And the Pharisees say to Jesus, How dare you uh, allow your disciples to do work on the Sabbath day? And right. Jesus goes uh the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath
1: you're quoting the exact line i was thinking yeah i I love to go back to that one yeah when people kind of push like should it be this should it be that
0: exactly and so the lord created that for for our rest not so we have to follow rigid to the point where we have to sit under a tree and can't even eat right you know right so
1: yeah because wasn't it always that way like even growing up, I saw glimpses of this and I know the generation before us could say this even harder, mm-hmm. but we were supposed to take a nap on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. in fact, I remember getting in trouble a few times cause I didn't want to like mm-hmm. getting yelled at or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I, I love nap time by the way. Right. Like that's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. Um, <laughs> I love getting older, it's great. <laughs> but the point being like, I remember my dad telling me we couldn't, Mo, we couldn't go out to eat we couldn't play catch in the backyard like mm-hmm. it was a time where you were supposed to just sit there mm-hmm. and i get it but i also think that it then became more about the rule than about the thought right. right
0: exactly the spirit of sabbath is the spirit of rest right rather than the law of the sabbath saying you can't do anything and
1: then going back to christ's quote then with yeah, that right it's exactly. made for man like Mm-hmm. It's made so that you can actually not do what you usually do during the week. Because Absolutely. then, to me, there's some kind of little line in there about sparking something in your brain. Uh, like, think of any psychologist that will say, you know, if you're addicted to this thing, then your brain goes this direction all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you snap it out mm-hmm. and it takes a right-hand turn... Then suddenly, like, there's a new pattern there. Right. And I guess that's what I'm thinking of with Sabbath. I'm addicted to work. I do it all the time, all the time, all the time. And then there's this one day where my brain has to, like, shut off. Not shut off. Like, take a different turn.
0: And if the Sabbath is all about rest and things that you enjoy as far as getting recharged and focusing on the Lord, then, yeah, absolutely take take whatever day is needed for that Sabbath. Right. The there's a really good thing illustration that my folks told me once. I had my, my grand great grandpa. Uh by the way, his name was Marinus Messman. How awesome of that, right? I'm
1: surprised they didn't name you that.
0: Yeah, I wanted him to, but Marinus. I was I was a fetus, so I had no say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: I can about imagine you as a rebellious fetus, right. though. Probably yeah, you I were was, kicking and screaming I, and my
0: mom tells a story. So this we'll you get made back her to have Marinus heartburn? in a second. Uh so my mom tells a story. I was ten days late. Oh, and of course you were. Of course I were, because I was too stubborn to come out. Right. And so my mom went to my grandpa and said, we need to get this kid out of me right now. <laughs> and so apparently it was like seven days after my due date, and grandpa took her in his truck on the roughest B-level road in Minnesota. Nice. You could find. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> so sorry. Um. But, yeah, so my great-grandpa's name was Marinus Messman. Uh-huh. And my folks tell me this uh, story where, He was a farmer, Mm -hmm. obviously, and then Sunday would come around, and he'd go to church, and he would promptly, during the summers, sit outside underneath a tree, wailing in pain with a migraine. Wow. Because the stress of not being able to do work on Sunday was so much, he couldn't handle it. And that happened for years. Wow. And I'm sitting here thinking about this whole idea of Sabbath just now and going, how can it be the Sabbath if you're so wrapped up in this right you can't even number one enjoy it number two focus on god and three a sabbath is not supposed to cause you distress right so if we're that legalistic about the sabbath where it causes distress is it really the sabbath
1: boy that's a good point you know all the way to the point i remember to go with that theme i remember my dad telling me one time I, i feel like he became lack of better word more more and more lax As his years went on, uh, especially as we kind of got out of the house as the kids or whatever. Yep. But I remember him saying, uh, would it be better for me to be sitting in church wishing I was fishing and thinking about fish? Mm -hmm. Or would it be better for me to be sitting on a lake Mm -hmm. thinking about God? Right. And I get it. And okay. I could also see the facetiousness in that, like, yeah, yeah right, like you're going to sit there and think about God. Right, yep. But I would also say there's a little bit of validity to it, too. There is. There absolutely Which is, is. why I think at Living Water especially, we hold things very, very loosely. Yeah. So yeah. that's why, especially I know we see this in the Orange City campus, attendance dips like crazy during the summer. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. people are gone. They're yeah. camping. They're doing their thing. Doing stuff. And I think that's part of, like, what I've come to realize, like, all right, I guess, you know, it is what it is. Yep. And my hope then is that as you're out on the lake fishing or whatever, Mm -hmm. there is a thought about God. You are connecting with God, and you are taking time to appreciate the beauty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where I'm going with that exactly, but other than let God speak to you in all of those circumstances, right?
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, there's something to be said. Obviously, we want you to come to church because corporate worship is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but at the exact same time, there is something to be said as far as being rejuvenated with your time with the right. Lord. Right, and if And if that means that on a Thursday afternoon or on a Wednesday morning you go for a jog, and you find your time with the Lord, I view that just as much of a quote-unquote Sabbath right. as I do anything else.
1: Which is really, if we want to keep chasing this rabbit trail, what do you feel about Sunday night church and how eh, yeah. Living Water doesn't have it?
0: No, nope, we don't.
1: And I know I came from a background where it was, like, hardcore. Like, you had to be oh, yeah. in church on Sunday night, and I think you did too, right? Yep, absolutely. So coming out of that i always picture a a pendulum swinging right Mm -hmm. and i feel like our culture this is maybe too broad of a brushstroke but our culture has kind of swung the other way of sunday night church right like it was you had to be there or you're a sinner Mm -hmm. and now it's a little like in response to how hard that was there's kind of a call to not do it right
0: well i mean even in crc When I was at Synod last year, not Mm -hmm. this year because we didn't have it, uh, but last year, uh, we actually voted on changing the wording of the church order to reflect exactly that. Right. The church order always said it: "You ordinarily shall have two services—one morning for biblical teaching, one at night for catechism teaching." Sure. Sure. And now we voted on it, and it it switched to: um, we we encourage. Sure. A night service. But but it's not an ordinary not part ordinary, of service. Sure. So right. it switched it even into denomination from ordinarily to we just encourage it. Right. And I think that, like you said, that reflects kind of the pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, is it a good thing that we don't have night service? I would argue it's a good thing to not have night service uh, just from a pastoral point. Right, right. <laughs> because... Oh man. If I had to if I had to write two sermons every Sunday, I mean, you're talking that's a good 20 to 30 hours a week. Oh yeah. on two sermons. Right. I mean, one is, you know, 10 to 15. Okay. That's doable, absolutely, yep. but I mean, if you're writing two, you're not going to see a whole lot of Gary and myself. There was so.
1: I so more power to the pastors that are still doing it. Yeah. Um and that's yeah, tough. if it works, it works. Yep. Do what you got to do, but I know when I was in my last church, when we had Sunday night service, mm-hmm. what I would do is uh, get the basics mm-hmm. for the Sunday night service. So, yeah, spend 10 to 15 hours on the morning one, Yep. have five hours or so put in on the second one, yep. which meant like I have kind of the outline. I know where it's going a little bit. I got enough info to put in the bulletin, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, preach. Go home, take a nap, mm-hmm. get up and go back to church at say two o'clock. Yep. And work from two to five, mm-hmm. finishing it up. Yep. And then preach at five or six or whatever it was. Yep. And so number one, I never saw the kids. Like, no, exactly. They like they didn't see me at all on Sunday. Nope. And number two, you were so dog tired by the end of the day. Yeah, that that's where I started getting into Mondays because I had to I had to just recuperate. Absolutely. Because, you know, you're the same kind of pastor as I or preacher as I am. Like you give yourself like you give yourself and you're drained. Right. Yeah. And so to do that twice in a day,
0: that's really rough. There have been several times and I've never been called to a church that had two night services, even the church I was at before this one. They only had the morning service at, at 1030. Um but I've never been called to a church that has two services. But I can tell you, whenever in seminary or for classes or whatever, I have two services in a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm shot. I'm shot on a normal Sunday. It's rough, less, right? Too, you right. Know? So right. it's rough. Yeah. But that's just the pastoral perspective. From the family and you know individual perspective, I also think it's good to have one service because it allows for time for for the family. It allows for people to be recharged. It allows people to go to the lake or right. on a run or right. whatever. Or in the case of us, there's a lot of our small groups who meet oh, Sunday yeah, night. Oh, for sure. Right. So, a great
1: time to get together that way, right?
0: Exactly. So as a church, we're gathering in pockets rather than just, right. you know, all gathering together. Well, so. and I remember
1: one pastor telling me in favor of not having Sunday night service, that seems to be the only night where families can actually sit down together. Yeah. And, of course, the argument there would be, well, don't go do that thing on Thursday or don't go do that thing on Tuesday, whatever. Sure. But the reality is, welcome to North American culture where we think that we have to schedule every single hour of our day incredibly busy and say yes to a lot of things. Can we say no to something? Wow. Right. So that we have one night free, that's the question, right?
0: And I think it's also important to, re- to realize the fact that when there's one service in the morning, um, the it's not a necessity to go. We encourage you to go, obviously, because mm-hmm. like we said, there's something to be said for uh, corporate worship and there's power oh, yeah. in that. Yep. But how much more special is that one service then?
1: That's a good point, too, you right, know, because,
0: right. I mean, that's the one time where we as a body, we all get the privilege of being together. Right. So it's not like, oh, I'll go tonight or oh, I'll go when this is our one time where we have the privilege, the joy of being with brothers and sisters in Christ. So right. in my mind, it makes that one service all that more special.
1: Yeah. And that's the whole we could actually chase that rabbit trail and say, why do we only do communion once a month or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but my question for you in the midst of that, then. How and why are churches doing multiple services throughout the day? And has that really become the new Sunday night service? Yeah. So I have a couple of friends from seminary. I'm sure you do, too. Um, They do a 9 o'clock service. They do a 1045 service. They do a 2 p.m. service or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yep. And my argument to that is like, well, okay, I get it, especially if you in today's world where you can't have more than hundred people or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But in a quote unquote normal circumstance, is that really a benefit? And are you asking too much of the pastor and they got to find their groove too. I get it. That's going to work for them. If they do the associate pastor does the nine Mm o'clock, the lead pastor does 1045 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I just, I, I, I at least have an eyebrow raised to it. Like, yeah, eh, is that the best way i don't know
0: you know i'm i'm the exact same way i i'm not going to fault any church for right. the traditions they want to do to each their own mm-hmm. um as far as how they follow the you know scripture and how they worship right. together right that being said some of my brothers and sisters in ministry who are pastors they they have those nine o'clock 10 15 right. 11, 45 services and Man. then one at two o'clock. Right. You know, and I just go, dude, how do you do that? And, you know, they're like, you just get used to it. Right. Um, and,
1: yeah, yeah, you get used to it. But which... they have
0: the exact concerns that we brought up. They're like, right. I don't spend time with my family on Sunday. Right. And when I can get home at seven, I'm exhausted. Oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. Right. And then Monday's just a down day. Right. So you never actually get a day of rest. You right. just get a day of recovery. Oh, yeah. And <sighs> I think some of that happens because... Obviously, like you said, COVID, the 100 people. Oh, thing, yeah. But right. before COVID, I think some of it happens because styles and worship, they just clash, oh, but they sure. don't want right. to leave the same church body. Right. I think some of it happens just because churches get to a certain size and they don't have the money sure. or are unwilling to expand. Right. I. It's tough.
1: Not that we would be able to answer all of those things, but it just it makes me at least question. Yeah. Is there a better way to do it? And yeah. and I don't have the answer to that either. That's the that's the incredible thing about the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. We yeah. can just say a question and not really have an answer, yep, of course. Yep, exactly. If we had
0: an answer, I mean, geez, we'd write we, like books. And our you know, podcast
1: would be way more popular. Way
0: more popular than it is with all zero people listening probably right now. Um, we got a whopping three. Oh, we got yeah, three. Right. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we're um, doing all right. But again, I I don't fault any church for doing what they do. But I too, I just go, man, that's just right. That's that's rough. That's well, rough. and
1: I wanted to chase something you said in there for recovery, especially because to circle back to. What used to be my Monday, what you said is a Monday for the pastors that are doing those three services. Mm -hmm. The biblical example that came to my mind was Elijah. Yeah. And he did this incredible thing, right, where he proved the false prophets wrong, Mm -hmm. where it was a standoff, really. Yep. And God came through Mm -hmm. and then he runs away. I just thought about that. I was going to say, this is a transition, I think, to what you talked about on fear. Yep. But he runs away. Having seen how incredible God is, he runs away. Partially, I would argue, and many articles have been written about this, because he was having that pastor hangover feel. Like, he was so drained. That he didn't have anything else to give, and he had to run away in some sense, didn't he?
0: It's the same thing. I said that on Sunday. Part of the reason was because he had just done this amazing thing Mm -hmm. on Mount Carmel, and then he tucks his cloak into his belt, and he runs for 25 straight miles to Jezreel. Which... Which that ain't no, that small, ain't no thing. small thing either. That's a marathon, bruh. <laughs> and I mean I can't walk two hundred feet without panting. That guy ran a marathon down a mountain.
1: Especially after preaching. Yeah, or especially whatever. after preaching. Yeah. I'm like I get
0: off the stage, I'm like sweaty and gross and fat and I'm and like And you go ah. and run twenty five miles. Right. I'm not I'm not running twenty five I'm not moving for an hour <laughs> after that. But he so he runs twenty five miles to, to Jezreel. Right. He spends maybe a day or two there. Hears that his life is threatening or threatened, and then he has to run all the way to Beersheba, which is about 90 miles away, and then he runs another 80 miles into the desert. Wow. All in the span of, like, four days. Right. And so I said, no wonder God gave him food and a nap. Right. You'd be tired, too, if you had to cover all that in four four days with your life being threatened and seeing miracles. That's
1: an emotional roller coaster, Absolutely. Which...
0: Speaks was, to our whole culture in this time. I'm sure you hit on that. Absolutely. It, it's That's why I said yesterday, It's we shouldn't judge Elijah for the fear and for the exhaustion. Right. Because we're all there right, right now. Right. Uh, the fact is, the Lord provided for him and he sustained him, mm-hmm. but he didn't judge him for his exhaustion. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, can you blame the guy? He was Man. spiritually and emotionally and physically exhausted. I'm sure. I mean, I get it. Right. And that's exactly where we're at now. So, you know, we just trust that in this time of fear and doubt and running and panic that the Lord refreshes us and the Lord prepares us for what's coming ahead. He listens to us and he loves us. So really, what is there to fear? And has empathy
1: in it, too. Right. Like, I think you said there when Elijah isn't judged for his fear. Yeah. I think that's a huge line that I would like to have reminded to Mm -hmm. my soul. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe you are scared in this moment. Maybe you're tired. Mm-hmm. God isn't going to banish you because of your fear.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: He is going to give you food and a nap if that's what you need. He's going to be there to meet your needs.
0: The fact is that 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 fear of danger, that exhaustion, that, you know, uh, anxiety in this mm-hmm. time. It's a natural human response right. to what we're facing. Right. But... It's not like God, as you said, is is chastising you and right. saying, oh, where's your faith?" As I pointed out, He didn't say that to Elijah. He simply right. said, "Here's food, take a nap." Then He listened to His complaint and right. He said, "Okay, I promise you, you're not alone in this. Right. I mean, I'm with you."
1: And He shows him other brothers and sisters, exactly. right? Which 7, again Israelites speaks and, to an incredible yeah. philosophy in this time yep. too. You're not alone, yeah. and
0: we are with you. God is with you. Just like he was with him, he is with us. Amen. So,
1: we got a couple things that we got to review. Um, Sheldon Campus held a seminar uh, conference on uh, Saturday night, correct? Yes, yes Tell we did. Tell us about what that was and how it went and how we can access that.
0: Yeah, so uh, we actually invited a guy named Will Jones, who is an evangelist from Minneapolis, on behalf of the Sheldon Ministerial Association. Uh, to join us for a time of fellowship regarding issues of diversity and race and how we deal with uh, race and racism in Christianity, how we as Christians are supposed to dive into those issues. And we had a really good turnout. We had about 50 people there, and we had about 25 people watching online. Mm. It was a couple hours, and it was him kind of uh, just going through some things, and we had a time of questions. It was really beneficial. And he's a great guy. Um, I actually hope to ask him back to teach in mm. November. Okay. So hopefully we can get that going.
1: Where's he from uh, and what's his background? Or so do you he know? goes
0: to a, uh, if I remember correctly, it's a form of Assemblies of God Church okay. up there. And he actually has his own uh, nonprofit. And what he does is he literally is an evangelist. So mm. he goes around and he teaches and he preaches and that kind of stuff. Okay. So he um, he is going to be, I think, here for another day or two. Okay. But anyway, his nonprofit is called Awakening Ministries, and he goes around and talks about how to get on fire for Christ. Nice. Uh, so all that being said, it was really great on Saturday, great turnout. It was excellent having him. He's an awesome guy. And you can. we also recorded it. And so you can find that on Sheldon's YouTube page, Mm -hmm. or you can go, I believe Jamie uploaded it to our Facebook page as well. I think the link is on
1: there for sure. So um, just noticing on uh, Living Water's Facebook page, it has a recording of it that links to the YouTube channel. Gotcha. So make sure you check out the Facebook page.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We also got... Uh, on forallwhothirst.com, a new tab that just has both of the YouTube channels on there. So if you go to forallwhothirst.com, that's kind of a hub for a bunch of that information, too, it looks like.
0: Yep. I encourage you guys to go ahead and watch it. It's very informative. Yeah. We we started it with prayer, ended it with prayer. It's really God-edifying. That's awesome. That's really good.
1: Yep. Over in the Orange City campus on that night, we did a uh, marriage conference Mm -hmm. through Right Now Media. Uh, If you remember, podcast listeners, I was encouraging uh, Right Now Media because of a whole bunch of resources, but also because they were virtually presenting uh, Matt Chandler and Les and Leslie Parrott. And Michael Jr. Mm -hmm. And as each one of these speakers walked through marriage in general, they gave a whole bunch of resources. They gave a whole bunch of clips, uh, a whole bunch of opportunities Mm -hmm. to interact from what they already said. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so the really cool thing was uh, all kinds of little glimpses all kinds of little one-liners which i have a little funny thing to say about that too but also like resources to go forward with um if you have not interacted with right now media i would strongly encourage you to do that because there are just so many ways for you to train up your marriage uh ways for you to have more information on what the gospel has to say to race relations Mm -hmm. Uh, more information for you to uh, get in on bible studies uh, to watch conferences all that kind of stuff make absolutely sure that you get signed up for right now media it's a free gift offered you through through living water and what it'll do as you sign up is say do you have a connection with living water and really just listening to this podcast gives you a connection to Mm -hmm. it so make sure that you log in and that you get that one uh, yep. because it's a great resource. But the thing I wanted to say about that marriage night, I even mentioned it yesterday during the sermon, too, because it was a pretty good analogy that fit. But they were saying uh, about better communication. They were saying about how to handle conflict, all this kind of stuff. And what I kept doing, what I noticed myself doing was hearing a one liner and being cut with it. And yep. like, oh, man, like that was to me. And immediately, elbowing or kicking Sandra, yeah. and being like, "You see, you see, you right. need to work you on need, that. You need like to. you yeah. need to do that." Yep. And man, afterwards, I was just not only because Sandra called me out on it, but yep. because the Holy Spirit did later. This idea of like take some ownership, Gary. Right. Like. You are trying to say that it's Sandra that needs to
0: change that. Like, come
1: on, man, that's you.
0: Yep. Don't you love when the spirit moves that? And couldn't
1: that be the same (laughs) thing with race? Couldn't that be the same thing with whatever fill in the blank you want to put in there? Uh, Marriage, uh, conflict, whatever. (laughs) The thing is, like, you've heard this before. I know you have. You told me about it. Um, Somebody will come up and like, oh, that sermon was really good. Mm-hmm. I wish so-and-so was here to hear it. It drives me absolutely like, crazy. whoa, 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 come on. Like, yep. that was probably for you, then, if yep. you're being yep. moved to tell me that it was good.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I, as you know, I'm a little bit more bold than I should be sometimes. Sometimes, Yeah, right? sometimes. But that that's one of those things that I can be very, quote-unquote, bold about, right. which is, I've even said in the sermon, or in sermons, many times, and if at the tail end... You think everything I say, if you're thinking that so-and-so down the pew needs to hear this, I'm talking to you, man. The Lord is not talking to them. He's talking to you. Don't be thinking about anybody else. This is for you. Right. If you don't like what's being said because you feel it's too harsh, it's for you. If you don't like what's being said because they need to hear it, it's for you. Right. That you're exactly right. We as Christians need to take accountability and, you know, we need to realize That sometimes the Lord has a lesson for us rather than, yeah, you. Right. No, that's...
1: Man, there's something about, like...
0: I've had to deal with it many times. It's a
1: deflection almost, right? Like, I know that's what it was for me. And so I can speak from uh, personal experience here. When it's that close, when it cuts that deeply, like, uh, just for example, it was about... um, uh empathy i think so there were uh four major lines in how to interact well and yep. one of them it was c o r e so communication something 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 empathy yep. that was, e was the empathy i really remember that one because of the fact that i'm not great at that i'm not great that hey sandra's had a bad day mm. um she is telling me about that bad day mm-hmm. and my first thought is get over it right like come on <laughs> like just yeah. you know what sandra i have bad days too like just yep. buck up let's go yep but the empathy would listen to it and say wow wow you're right that was a hard day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so these people are telling us to have more empathy the speakers are telling us to have more empathy and my first thought is Yeah, you Yeah, Sandra needs to have more empathy. Right. Like I tell her I have a tough day and she doesn't even do anything. Yep. And then yeah, like a semi truck hit me outside the head. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> that's you. Oh, but that's, that's deflection, isn't it? Like it is. that's our human nature. I'm not the problem. Somebody else is the problem.
0: It totally is. There was a situation about I don't know, six, eight, 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 ten months ago, and there's a disagreement between uh, uh counsel and myself and I could have taken two options, right? I could have went, oh, no, well, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. But instead I was like, yep, I screwed up. That was me, right. you know? And it's it's that ownership rather than deflecting to someone else. Right. And I don't care if it's a disagreement in our marriage, if it's a disagreement in work, if it's a disagreement between friends. Sometimes you just need to realize that we are the problem, right. you know, and and own that. And so that way when we own it, We don't just deflect it, but we can also repent of it. Oh,
1: for sure, right? You know,
0: because if we reflect, we're not repenting of anything. We're not growing.
1: Well, and isn't that step one? So I've been spending a lot of time with, uh, I think it's Psalm 51, where David says, Search me, know me. Um, Search for any unrighteous way within me, because basically you know me better than I know me, God. Yeah. Yep. So step one would be something like that. Like, God, where have I been deflecting? Where have I mm-hmm. been saying someone else is the problem? Where have I been mm-hmm. doing this sort of justifying of my sin mm-hmm. yeah. that you're calling me on? Yeah. Yesterday we talked about, um, it was really hard for me. Uh, it was Revelation 20. Yeah. And we talked about hell. Yeah. Well, and that's tough, the man. lake of fire. and. That's tough. You know me, and I'm not a bold guy. <laughs> like, I'm not a right. right in your face. I'd rather kind of skirt around it and not say it or whatever. Yep. And so the reality of saying some people, when they do not truly accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. will exist in hell for that, eternity. That sucks to say, doesn't it? That was really, really hard for me to yeah, say. I get it. And I get it. there's all kinds of baggage that i have on why that's hard for me to say and why it's hard for me to just tell a, a frank truth mm-hmm. but the point being i wanted to skirt around that so badly i wanted to not say it yep. but the holy spirit was convicting me yeah to convict yeah to say there is a reality here, guys. Like, mm-hmm. we're calling sin a sin, mm-hmm. and you need to knock it off. Yeah, because that's the whole fruit thing, right? Like, where he actually says in Revelation 20, the dead are going to be judged according to what they do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I struggle with that because, of course, we know this as reformers it's all God, right? It's all Jesus Christ. Yep. And why then? Do we have lines like that that say we're going to be judged on what we do? Yeah. Why then does Jesus <laughs> say, You're, I'm going to say I don't know you because you didn't feed me, you didn't clothe me? Yep. Like, how do you justify those? Or not justify, how do you hold both of those mm-hmm. really, really well?
0: Welcome to the tension of Scripture. Right? I mean. Isn't
1: that the basis?
0: That's what it is, man. Right. And, I, you know, when it comes to uh, those kind of questions, I always kind of refer back to the same thing. Well, you know, the Lord uh, the Lord chooses and then based on his choice he empowers the Holy or the, the Holy right. Spirit empowers us to believe, etc. Right. etc. Right. You know, so that kind of thing. But the reality is there's tension in scripture. There's tension in oh, it for sure. specifically so that instead of uh just having the the guidebook of yes, we must do this, this, this and the check right. boxes, right? Instead of a first grade text, we have a three oh one level text. So that when we don't understand it, we turn back into the text. That's really well said. Mm-hmm. If we understood yep. everything about the Bible, we wouldn't need it. Right. So that's why we don't understand everything about the Bible. Because there's just more and
1: more there there's as more you mine there. through it, right?
0: Exactly. So, yeah, there's tension in the text. There's supposed to be. So oh, that means you turning back to find the answers that we're never going to find.
1: At the that's end great. of all of it, at the end of saying the word uh, proof a bunch of times, because I kept saying, you know, the fruit mm-hmm. is the proof mm-hmm. of whether that is a true belief in your heart or whether you still think you can kind of do whatever you want and it's not really going to matter. Yep. So after all of that language, I said something along these lines, you're maybe wondering, or you're maybe asking Gary, would you please just tell me how do I not go to hell or how do I go to heaven? Yeah. And I said, you know what my answer to what am I supposed to do now? Mm -hmm. My answer is pray that the Holy Spirit would give you His eyes, would give you this discerning spirit, mm-hmm. and then go and sit in a room and read your Bible, right? And let the Holy Spirit push where it hurts. Yep. Really, I kept I and I was even convicted of that last mm-hmm. night as Sandra and I were sitting talking about some other stuff. The the Holy Spirit has a way, I think, uh, just like a doctor, like, oh, your finger hurts, let me bend it,
0: yeah, to yeah. see if
1: it yeah. what it is or whatever. Yep, because. The doctor has to push yeah. where it hurts, and yeah. I feel like that's the Holy Spirit too, right?
0: Yeah, the Holy Spirit is, is a massage therapist who basically, whenever you're stiff, he's got to work out the right. knots, man. And it's so going to hurt.
1: You get angry. If you get angry when a lot of stuff is happening or something yeah. like that, then get ready because the Holy Spirit is going to make a lot of stuff happen.
0: Exactly. There's there's so many people who sit there and and think, well, if I'm if I'm in the Lord, ever, life is going to be great. Oh. And I'm like, no. When has that ever been true for anybody in the Bible It's going to give you
1: more and more challenges, right? Absolutely. And more and more opportunities Absolutely. to work out that tension or to work out what it is that you're being struck with. And
0: that is how, how we know that we're close to, you know, uh, using Ritter language here, God's preferred future. Right, right. Is when there's that much tension. Right. You know, if we're all praying and there's that much, oh, crap, things are going right. wrong. Right. Uh, we're getting attacked pretty hard because God must be leading us very right, well, right? Right? You know,
1: because you're working that out. You're working whatever out the, it is. Yeah, you're working. Doesn't out Paul the say muscle? you work out your salvation? Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and and you know, kind of getting back to the whole the whole idea of being convicted. Mm-hmm. That is part of it too, right? So when you're you know kind of nudging Sandra, or when when I'm talking to one of my friends that I had an argument about, you know, a couple a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. The conviction that comes upon us to go, oh yeah, no, I'm the jerk. Right. Don't ignore that. Right. Right. Just don't ignore that. Be oh, man enough. Everything
1: to, within me wants to, though, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm just gonna avoid that person.
0: Like dude, that argument with my friend, I mean, it, it was like it was like that. And right. then about ten minutes later, I'm like, nope, you and I need to talk. Yep. I screwed up. I'm sorry. Right. You gotta do
2: that.
1: You have to. Otherwise, yeah. where's the where's the future? Right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yep. And and sometimes admit that you're the jerk. Trust me. I'm wrong all the time. Right. You know, I'm human. I'm right. wrong all the time. Right. It happens. But we have to be humble enough to go. Yep. That's me. So when the spirit actually pushes on those muscles, don't flex back. Right. Right. And right. go. No, I don't want to admit that. Just let it, know, it happen let right? it happen and realize it's going to be painful but you're growing
1: which would be interesting to chase a massage therapist idea because my assumption would be i think i've heard this before maybe i'm making it up but like as the massage person is working on the muscle that hurts yeah you could kind of resist and like tense up yep but i think their advice is usually yeah let go let like go. just, just floppy like let your arm just kind of relax yep. or whatever because there's some language in there. Just relax and let the Holy Spirit do what he
0: does. Exactly it. Because when we don't, it's just going to hurt worse. Right. It right. just is.
1: Because you're pushing back and yeah. you're not supposed to be, right? Well, look, yeah. well,
0: look at the life of Paul, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. here's a right. guy who who is killing Christians left and right. And then right. all of a sudden the Lord wants him. And he goes, hey, you, you know, Saul, you kind of need to do this. He made the guy blind. Right right do we really want to go blind do you really
1: want to in in pushing back against that or whatever right look at the life of moses he said to
0: moses guess what i want you to do this well no i can't i'll give you your brother well no i can't bro seriously (laughs) you know and so finally he he leads him all the way across the desert he strikes a rock and god goes yeah no you're not getting in
1: resisting god obviously doesn't have good results don't just don't
0: resist Be one of those people who doesn't need to get kicked in the face by the Lord in order to obey.
1: Because if you can answer a tap on the shoulder, that's better than answering a slap across the face, right? Exactly it. Yeah. So. So we covered a little bit, actually, uh, of what we talked about on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. um i also was gonna say i think this is all out of our intro like we we said yeah. this is the gary and jesse talk about stuff yeah. podcast and then we just kind of launched in we've
0: been going for like 50 minutes we're crushing this we're one. crushing it well obviously yeah abs we're getting so good at this Yeah.
1: <laughs> um welcome to the gary and jesse talk about stuff podcast yeah. hi, where everybody. we talk about stuff oh yep. hi hi <laughs> but i figured we should at least say a little glimpse of what we're going to talk about this upcoming sunday um, what passage we're going to focus on, or or even better, what theme we're going to focus on. Yep. Um, from the Orange City side, we're continuing in the Revelation one, but this is it, uh, which makes me actually really sad. I've really gained a new appreciation for Revelation, I think, Good book. which is what you're supposed to do, right? Yep. Um, I also feel a little bit guilty, uh, again, to call out Sandra. She pointed out the fact that... Uh, we jumped pretty hardcore. Like mm-hmm. we went uh chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, mm-hmm. uh maybe even chapter four, and then jumped to chapter twenty. Mm-hmm. So we skipped a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. My response would of course be like, Well, yeah, we can't cover everything. It's right. I kinda wanted to keep it a shorter series rather than a yeah. year long series. Uh, that could
0: literally be a year long oh, series. Oh, for sure. Yep. But it
1: also makes me like, man. There is a lot of stuff in there, and if I have any encouragement from that, it would be go and read it. Like, my hope is for you, like it has for me, give you at least an appreciation of it, or give you an ability to open it up and Mm -hmm. read it, or a desire would Mm -hmm. be even better to open up and read it. Mm -hmm. Because I know I think we've talked about this, but I was scared of the book for a long time, yeah. Um, not in a healthy way, I think. Like, I just wanted to avoid it because. I got taught very early on, sort of, maybe not wrong, but harshly, the passages on Christians being persecuted, um, the exception or the example of beheading. I yeah. think it says it in there somewhere, and I just got freaked out by that. Yeah. Like I just was scared, yeah. and so I avoided it for many, many years.
0: The, the symbology and the symbolism it's, and the, it's 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 heavy. It's heavy real heavy right and at some points violent and dangerous absolutely so and
1: so maybe it's a pg-13 kind of thing or something yeah. like that yep um but the point being we're going to talk about the last two chapters on this sunday uh which is way more joyous than talking about hell yeah uh because it's about the new jerusalem mm-hmm. it's about christ saying uh i'm the alpha and the omega yep. come come soon lord jesus like yeah. I'm just really excited to look at it. I'm looking at a couple of different fun ways to really approach that passage. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks ago, I think it was, we had like five different people, yeah, you were one of them, mm-hmm. read Revelation 4, and that was like our call to worship. Yep. I'm thinking about doing something like that, but something to see and to feel the joy that comes from those last two chapters yeah
0: absolutely because there's a lot of joy and a oh lot of, man right a lot of hope that comes in the right? last two chapters too the golden that.
1: city the yeah. the river that never goes away all of that stuff right
0: it, it, it's fantastic because you spend the entirety or almost the entirety of the book discussing like you said the the symbolism and the you know the beasts and the lakes of fire and all this right. kind of stuff right. you just go the oh, uh, and then you get to the, the final chapters, and all of a sudden it's like, but don't worry because right. God's prov- God is coming. You know, Christ right. is with us, and He will come again. And this come is going to be your new home. This is going to be your new home, man. You know, and so that in that way, it's it's not only joyous, it's hopeful. I really so.
1: wanted to get your take on because uh, I I think I'm going to zoom in on this passage. There is no need for a sun. There is no need for light. Yeah, because God is the light. Absolutely, like just wow, yeah. just. Like, how cool is that? Like, to me, that that carries a whole bunch of analogies. Like, I don't even need uh, a light, which isn't uh, that big of a deal, maybe, for somebody. Mm -hmm. But I think of it in terms of, like, I love food. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I have a thorn, it's one of my thorns. Just, oh, I could just eat and eat and eat. Like, I swear I could. Mm -hmm. So, to me, hearing... Christ say there's not going to be a light because I am the light. Yeah. Carries the weight of saying there's not going to really be a need for food because I am your food. Yep. Like whatever fill in the blank yep. it is that you think you need so badly
0: in this life. You don't. You don't need you it don't because
1: need he it. is going to fulfill it. Like and there's just something there, isn't
0: there? It, and what he what it does is it almost in a weird way though it wasn't a prophecy, it fulfills what Christ says when he says, you know, does you have you don't have to worry right i mean he takes care of the flowers of the field how much more will he take care of you right and and basically that's that's almost the fulfillment to the ultimate degree isn't that cool of that promise right you know to the point where it's not even it's not even tangible things anymore it's existential things it's emotional it's right. spiritual all of that's provided for oh you. man you worry about
1: it. right how cool is that <laughs> like just yeah. the even as you were saying that i was just thinking of uh one of the big things in that relationship, marriage conference or whatever was I always look to my spouse to fulfill me or I look right. for their approval or something like that. Yep. Fill in the blank with approval. Like yeah. you don't need anyone else's approval because nope. you have my approval, God says. Yeah. Like that just, wow. You, you
0: don't need anyone else's approval or love or respect or you don't need you got anyone it. else's opinion. You got it. Wow. I mean, it's taken care of. Right. So that that's exactly what we have to look forward to, (laughs) not only in the end times, but, you know, when the Lord calls us home. Amen. So thank God for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're going to talk about that somehow in 15 or 20 minutes and (laughs) summarize it all, I guess. Right. Exactly. What do you got going on on Sunday?
0: Uh, So we're doing uh, we're continuing the series on fear, because in this in this season, I feel it's important to just name our fears and see how God uh, see how God can overcome them or how God walks with us. Through them when he doesn't feel the need to remove them. Uh, And last week, as we said, we talked about the fear of danger. This week, I'm actually going to be over in Lamar's due to a class appointment. Oh, I didn't know that was coming up. Yep, this, this week, Sunday. So Jamie is going to be preaching on the fear of inadequacy. Oh, nice. And uh, he's going to be using the Moses passage where Moses, legitimately in front of the burning bush, says, Well, I can't really talk. Sure. Well, I'm not really good at this. And he just keeps throwing excuse after excuse. Keeps after saying, after I'm excuse. not good enough. Right? Yep. And yep. God mm-hmm. keeps saying, I don't care. Right? I'll give you something. Go do it. Man. And eventually, God gets his way um as he always does right right but we're gonna i think jamie's gonna be talking about what do we do when we don't feel up to par with what god wants us to do or our jobs or dealing with this pandemic right how do we deal with that and what is god pushing us forward towards in that
1: that's gonna be huge because i know me personally i just think people in general like yeah, I'm not enough. I Like, that's the line that keeps yeah. coming back all the time, right? I can't do this. I can't do that. That's for somebody else to do. Mm-hmm. But the answer is you're not supposed to be enough. Yep. Like, it's not on you. It's not out about your ability. Yep. It's about God's ability.
0: Absolutely. Oof. And and so he's going to be leading them th- leading them through that. And then after this week, I'll be back next week to polish up the series on fear in nice. which we're going to be talking about the fear of uh, what people say about us nice fear of others opinions nice so yeah and I you think get Jean to go to lamar's it. yeah i'm gonna go to my home church actually yeah, my old school home church. no
1: prophet is accepted in his hometown yeah
0: that's why i don't uh, preach within 25 miles of there
1: they often uh the cultural newness of that verse like so what i was just referencing jesus said that um yep. Like, why he wasn't doing miracles in his hometown or whatever. But I think the uh, our language says they won't see you as a pastor, they'll see you as yeah. oh, that was that kid that did that, did the this, whatever. Funny when he was story young.
0: one of the reasons I was thinking about not taking this call, yeah. uh, because I had two other calls along with this mm-hmm. one. One of the reasons I would have not taken this call is because I went to OCCS in Unity and Dort. And oh, so sure. everybody knew me as that kid, that who kid, party eater, that kid who didn't wear shoes during college. There was always. a Were sticker. you that one? Yeah. There was
1: one other guy that did that too. Yeah, I think but I beat him. You beat him. Yeah, it I was, was three, a challenge. I was three years straight. Oh yeah. yeah what's up now, bro? You didn't wear shoes for three, like no. walking to school or whatever. Right.
0: Like in college, three years straight.
1: And I know there's no answer to this, but why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, so just,
1: I, I, your answer is not going to,
0: so answer. Uh, it started out that one of my buddies, he said, I bet you 20 bucks. You can't go oh. without shoes and I hate losing. Well, so yeah, I mean, come on. I'm like, sure, let's rock and roll. So until he graduated, I didn't wear shoes summer, winter, wow. the whole night. He pay me 20 bucks a month. And then once he graduated, I'm like, well, I haven't worn shoes for this long. Who cares? <laughs> so I just kept going. So, yeah. Oh, Jesse. Yep, there you go. Oh, yeah. But, again, that's that was the one thing that it was tough for me to say yes to. Right. But that's why I said yes when it was Sheldon because it was far enough removed. Oh, sure. But, yeah, all that being said, here we are. It's going to be er, – it's good, and this these Sundays are going to be good, too. Yeah. So
1: – I uh, forgot to mention something this past weekend I was going to, but we actually – in your summary of taking call and stuff, we actually hit our four-year anniversary mark this yeah, we past did. week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Wow. Yeah. How about Is that? Isn't that unbelievable? Four years.
0: You, you started, uh, let's see, I think you started six days before I did. Yeah. Yeah, so it will be my four years on the 19th. How I about that? Four years on the 12th. How about that? How about that? Look at us. Happy anniversary, Gary. Happy anniversary, Jesse. <laughs> did you get me a card or anything? I, I didn't. I got you a high five. Hey, uh, uh, a socially, socially distance, high, high five. five.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So we covered where we were. We covered uh, where we're going on Sunday. Uh, yep. You got to hear a little bit of Jesse's history about walking without shoes. Yep. Uh, you got to hear a little bit of how he's competitive, I guess. Yep. Uh, we started with the Sabbath discussion. We kind of moved into uh, the fact that Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And all of that... I don't think there's anything else that we got to, like, what's coming up. Bartlett's coming, so pray for the whole leadership as they kind of work with him about what his next 12 months, 24 months, all that kind of stuff look like.
0: We're meeting with him tonight, so Mm -hmm. it should be really good vision planning. And there's one final thing I think it's important for you guys to know in regards to both campuses. Uh, There's been a lot of questions regarding children's ministries. When will they be starting? I said this announcement on Sunday, but in Sheldon, September 27th is Little Treasures and Nursery. We're mm-hmm. starting those September 27th and I believe you guys are starting programming in October. Yep. First week, correct? Yep.
1: October 4th. Yep. yep. Okay. So cool. mark both of those on your calendar. Uh, things are getting uh, started as far as that education stuff goes. And of course, you, you say this all the time very well, there's an asterisk on everything, right? Right, yep. um, right now, that's our plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be fluid enough with us uh, to be able to pivot, Yeah, uh, hear that language all the time. Yeah, um, just, just a l- little bit of patience with right, us as right. we navigate these waters. Absolutely. Yep. There was a line that you said to me on, we were on the phone, I think it was Monday last mm. week or something like that, and I thought, man, we should end our podcast that way. Mm. Was mm. it like, greetings? You, you said... Uh, when I answered, or when you answered the phone, it oh, was very yeah. vanilla like. It was very like, yeah. hello, yes. greetings, salutations, yes. or something like that.
0: I hate when people say what's up, so I just say greetings. Just, and it just, just flat, out, flat greetings. out greetings. And so we discussed on the phone, we said, what would it look like to say instead of when you leave, I depart? <laughs> so that's, I think that's what I shall say today I depart.
1: And <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything after, but I want to get this ready to go. Like, doesn't it feel like you can't leave it there it, though? It does, like, it does. I depart, and oh. then you have to
0: say something else too. It's, it's so funny because I said I depart, in that split second of, you do. I like, I don't. Yes. Yes. You do. Of course. But oh, that's But don't you have funny.
1: to like say something else?
0: Oh, that's great. Like it I,
1: can't just be I depart. It's got to be like I depart. Goodbye. I depart. Or I depart. Fa- fare farewell. Thee well. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> my goodness. All right. Well,
0: that's great. I depart. I, I depart. Farewell. Oh, there it is. You're right. That is. You're right. That is a little. <laughs>